You are listening to LDS and Loving Life, episode 24. Why can't I decide? Are you a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and sometimes feel overburdened, discouraged, and generally not as happy as you'd like to be? If so, welcome. I'm Jordana Thiessen. I am a lifelong member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a certified life coach. I am here to help you use the gospel in the way that I believe it is meant to be used, to bring you joy. Let go of limiting beliefs that bring you down, and welcome empowering beliefs that lift you up. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, everyone. You might get to hear my dog Bowser barking because it's the evening when I'm recording this and the coyotes are howling and so my dog's just keeping me safe from the big bad coyotes. (laughs) You've probably heard him on some other podcasts also. So that's Bowser. He's my big Pyrenees golden retriever cross and I really like him but he does like to bark a lot but that's okay. It's all good. It's normal. Today is a topic that if you are anything like me, you will hopefully find really helpful. And that is if you identify as an indecisive person, (laughs) someone who's really bad at making a decision and you'll stress over it and just spend a lot of time and mental energy going back and forth on it. And I had a thought the other day that came into mind that I thought, you know, this is such a silly thing, but so accurate. And it's from a Monty Python movie. (laughs) And honestly, I don't know it super well. It's from, um, I'm pretty sure it's from the search for the Holy Grail. And it's the part where there's this chasm with a bridge or something that they need to cross. And there's this weird old guy and he tells the people that they each need to answer a question correctly on the first try in order to be able to pass. And so the first person answers and it's it's like, it's such obscure, weird things like the speed of a certain type of bird and something else strange that like a regular person just wouldn't actually know. And then the third person, he asks, your favorite color is... And he goes, red, no, blue. (laughs) And then he goes, "Ah," like he gets thrown into this chasm or something. And I thought to myself, that is me. (laughs) That is me when someone asks my opinion on something and I can't decide. I don't know what the answer is. And this is really, um, This is really true just for a lot of things that we experience in our lives, that we have the opportunity to make a decision and then to stick to that decision, but it's really, really hard. And I want to explore today a little bit about why I think at least part of the reason might be that it's so hard to make a decision when you have the opportunity to make a decision. And... I think a lot of it is going to come down to this root cause of or problem of fear, fear being kind of the motivating factor behind it. 
but before we get into that, I wanted to go through a couple self-coaching model examples of, of what this could look like. It can be something really simple. So I was thinking, what is something that honestly isn't very important, but people stress over that people can't make decisions around. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm a good example of someone like that. Anytime I go to a restaurant and the menu, there are just so many options. Like someone just tell me what to get, (laughs) what's good. And so what we can put in the circumstance line is this is just an example I made. You could get the pasta with the chicken or you could get the steak and the salad. And so a thought that you might have, which could be a, a variation on this, is I don't know which one to get. And so then you can feel really indecisive or confused. Okay? And then that confusion causes the actions of you keep reading each description of each meal and you think about how good each one will taste and you think about how you might regret your choice if you choose the wrong one. And so then you just don't commit to one. And so the result that you've created is you don't choose. You don't choose the pasta with the chicken or the steak with the salad. And so this is kind of like a a cycle that you can get stuck in, sometimes even for several minutes. And as the time goes on, as the server comes back, your anxiety increases because you also have running at the same time this thought of time is running out. I'm running out of time. And so then that creates anxiety. So here's just a really simple example. Nothing life-threatening is coming. It really does not matter which meal you choose to get from this restaurant. But this inability to make a decision is, is running your life for a few minutes, right? But I want to show you how this is also true for much larger um, decisions that come into our lives. So again, this is just an example of a possible thing that you might find. So I want you to take a little bit of time and ask yourself, do I have any decisions in my life right now that I'm struggling with making a decision on, on choosing what to do? And grab a paper, grab a pen, and see if you can go through this too. So remember, we start at the top with the circumstance. So the circumstance is, what are the options for your decision? that you're going through. And so an example might be the circumstance is I have the opportunity to accept a new job or I can stay where I am doing what I'm doing. Okay, so what is your circumstance? What is the decision that you're trying to decide between? And then next is the thought line, okay, the T. And... Basically, you can ask yourself, which one do I want to do? (laughs) And you'll probably get something like, I don't know what to do. So that's the thought that we'll put in there. If yours is a little bit different, put the thought that is true for you. So then tune in with yourself for a minute. This thought of, I don't know what to do, what emotion or feeling does it create? So remember that the feeling is... um, generally like a one-word emotion word. And so confused is a really common one. It might be indecisive. And I'm going to say stick with one of those, especially if you have the thought of I don't know in there, right? If any I don't know word is in there, go with confused or indecisive. 
And then ask yourself, what actions am I taking when I'm feeling confused? And remember that actions can include inactions. So here's a list of things that I find common when people are feeling confused, both for myself and for others. Could make a pro-con list between the choices. Lie awake at night and think about and worry about what choice to make. Go back and forth on deciding, right? It could be for half an hour of the day, you're pretty sure you're going to do one decision, but then the next half hour, you think you're going to do the next one and you kind of flip-flop back and forth. Um, Thinking about all of the things that could go wrong. It could be thinking about what you're going to miss out on if you do the wrong choice. And so one of your inactions is is you're not choosing to commit to one. And so then this creates a result. The result is that you haven't chosen what to do. And so in a sense, you still don't know what to do because you haven't decided. If you decided that you wanted to take this new work opportunity, the result would be you know what to do, right? You would know whether it be responding to the person who made the offer or taking the first next steps to creating that work opportunity, right? And so when you're believing, I don't know what to do, the result is you really don't know what to do. And so then you spend a lot of time in this place of indecision and not knowing what to do. So how does your self-coaching model look? If you feel like it's not quite lined up, it's possible that especially if you didn't have a thought where it was, I don't know what to do or something similar to that. Um, You may not have confusion as the emotion that comes up. And I'm going to, I'm going to touch on that actually. Um, I first wanted to point out that I don't know that thought is not a fact. It's not a circumstance. It's not true. It is a thought. It is a belief And the belief, I don't know, is a brain blocker. It is impossible to know what to do when you're believing I don't know what to do. So I'm not going to expound on that very much. But maybe that's the thing that you needed to hear. However, I do want to go what's beneath that I don't know, kind of what's driving that I don't know, and that is the fear And so if your thought was not an I don't know what to do thought, perhaps it's a fear-driven thought. So I feel like I'm going a little bit (laughs) all over the place with this. And so I apologize for that. Thank you for sticking with me, though. So let's assume you have an I don't know thought. I don't know which decision. I don't know which choice to make. I want you to ask yourself, why don't I know what to do? And I want you to answer it. Write it down on a piece of paper. What are all of the reasons why you don't know what to do? And you... There's Bowser. (laughs) You might have a pretty long list of things, or you might find that it's one or two things that are just really loud, taking up a lot of brain, brain space in your head. And then 
as you do that, that can be really enlightening to recognize just all of the things that you're unsure of. But what I want to do is actually have you go a step further and ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? And as you answer that question, like really honestly, what is the worst thing that can happen? You acknowledge it, okay? So that might mean you write it down or you say it out loud. And let's look at this new work opportunity. Say it's that you're trying to build a business or or something else. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But what is the worst that could happen? Maybe it's that you lose all of your money and you are in $50,000 of debt, <laughs> right? Maybe for you, that's the worst that can happen. And and I don't want to say, so what? Just ignore it. It's not real. No, this is a real fear. And your brain is actually doing its job. Your brain is designed to keep you safe. So your brain is always looking for danger and trying to keep you away from the danger so that you can stay alive. This is a good thing. Humans wouldn't exist without that. And so what do you do with this? This is going to sound crazy if you've never done it before, but it's really, really worthwhile. I want to give you a little tip about your brain. It doesn't know the difference between something actually happening and just imagining it happening. If you sit and like give yourself time for this, you sit and you allow yourself to just imagine that the worst is happening and kind of like let it happen in your brain. It's going to bring up the emotions, the feelings that come from the worst happening. And so maybe that's being $50,000 in debt and having no income. Sit there, imagine that that is your life and feel the anxiety, feel the stress, feel the hopelessness, whatever it is, or whatever they are, because it's probably more than one emotion. And what you're going to do is sit with those horrible emotions that you don't like to feel. And what you're going to do then is you're going to turn off the thinking about the worst thing happening. And you're going to remind yourself, I'm just feeling this feeling. And what this does is it allows those chemicals that sent that emotional response and that physiological response to run their course. And so you'll feel it and it will well up. It will be strong And then it will dissipate. And this whole time you've been perfectly safe. Nothing bad has happened. And so you are helping yourself to learn on a really deep level, not just an intellectual level, okay? Like deeper. That you are safe, that you can feel those hard emotions. Okay? So that's one thing you can do. And that can be a whole practice in and of itself. And honestly, especially if it's something really big, I would really recommend having a coach with you while you do that, because sometimes you do need that person on the outside of you. And if you haven't ever um, practiced putting a a voice, a description to that Uh, describing emotions, it's really helpful to have someone who can ask some questions for you. Okay. So that's one thing that you can do. So that is 
maybe not as much about like, okay, how do I now make a decision? But it is a way to oh, practice acknowledging and learning how to be okay with what the worst um, possible outcome would be, which can make it then much easier to make a decision. Because sometimes you're going to make a decision that has the potential for a lot of goodness, but it also has the potential for, if it doesn't work out, it being really bad and really hard. And sometimes we do want to make that choice, right? We don't always want to quote unquote, play it safe. Sometimes we need to, to go big, right? And so this is a really valuable skill. The, the goal is not to avoid feeling emotions. It's to learn how to feel all the emotions. And so this might be what's really valuable for you in making a decision. Another thing that might be really, really valuable for you um, is um, I actually did a meditation really recently on decision making <laughs> because I found myself in this same situation where I I felt like intellectually my brain was about to explode because I had been trying to go back and forth and had I just felt like I really needed some clarity and so what felt really good for me to do was this meditation and honestly I just found it on YouTube that's where I find all of the things <laughs> and it was, it just got you into a really calm place. And then it was just a visual, visualization, sorry, of being in a woods. And you come to a crossroads and there's a path to the left and a path to the right. And each one represents a choice for this decision that you can make. And in this meditation, I'm just sharing this with you because I found it so helpful for me. I had you walk a few steps down one path and just to imagine what going down this path would would bring right like what are some of the experiences what are some of the feelings that you would have and then it was so interesting and this is the part that I think this is why I was drawn to this meditation it had me turn off my brain <laughs> and just let my heart like kind of listen to my heart and what what it felt Okay, and so I had that intellectual at first, and then I had that emotional leading. And then come back to the crossroads, and then you do the same thing down the other path where you take a few steps and envision going down this route and what that would be like, and then turning off the thoughts and letting your heart feelings kind of guide you. And as I'm saying this, I'm like, this sounds so wonky and weird, <laughs> but... Um, for me, that's kind of like what is sometimes in my brain, it's what I should want to do. And when I kind of go into my heart, it's like, but what do I really want to do? And sometimes that's a lot more in tune with the spirit. And so for me, that's really helpful. And, and doing that meditation practice was really helpful for me in getting some clarity around what I wanted to do. But then here was what was really cool. So in this meditation visualization, it had me come back to that crossroads again like and look around and see, is there another path that you hadn't seen before? I thought, oh, that's beautiful because so often we think it's one or the other 
And I think at times it is. But a lot of the time, we do have more than two options. And when we get so stuck on, I need to do this or I need to do this, like making a decision between two things, we can really easily block ourselves off from seeing a third or even a fourth, maybe a fifth option of where it's, it's just something that we didn't see before. Now, maybe you're thinking, well, great, now I have more things to decide between. <laughs> but I don't think so. I think sometimes when we can find that third or fourth option, that is maybe even more aligned with what would be good for us to do right now. So why is it so hard to make a decision? Number one, because we're telling ourselves, I don't know. Number two is because we have a lot of fear. And our brain is trying to keep us safe from the danger. And so when you allow yourself to feel your fear in a safe way, it helps you to realize that you're safe and that there's not anything to fear that you can't handle. And also, you can open yourself up to seeing that you do know. Um... I just realized now I hadn't planned to talk about this, but this is super important. So I had said that I don't know is, is a brain blocker. And so what are some questions that you can ask yourself that are kind of like brain openers? Oh, you can ask yourself questions that you can find answers to is, is basic or things that, okay, let me rephrase that. I don't know what to do is a statement you're going to ask yourself open-ended questions. And you would be very, very, very surprised to see how often you actually do have answers for that. What if I did know what to do? What would I do? <laughs> that right there can be really powerful. Um, and I didn't, plan, I didn't plan these out, so I don't have a bunch on hand to share with you. But yeah, what if I did know what to do? If I could do whatever I wanted, what would I want to do? Um, yeah, send me thought ideas. I'm having a bit of a blank here, and I don't want to take up a bunch of time with me going, um, um, um. <laughs> so ask yourself questions rather than, oh, oh, and positive questions, okay? As in, um, can, do, rather than can't and don't. So why can't I do this is going to bring answers about why you can't do something. How can I do this will bring answers to show you how you can do it. So ask yourself the right kind of questions. <laughs> All right, everyone, that is what I have for you today. Thank you for enduring Mr. Bowser barking. And um, I know I'm not always super linear in my explanations for things, but I am really enjoying sharing all of this with you and I would love to hear from you, whether it be through email or signing up for coaching and please share this with others and leave a review and a comment and give it a rating on wherever you're listening and then more people can find my podcast more easily. All right, everyone have a great week. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me today. If you found this episode helpful or interesting in any way, 
I would love for you to share it with others, rate it, and leave a review. I offer one-on-one coaching for people just like you. If you want a coach who values and understands how important your faith is in dealing with your personal struggles, I would love to be your coach. You can sign up for a try-it-out session today at youarelimitless.ca. See you soon.